Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Tuning into another edition of MTAS Radio, where our purpose is to empower you by <laughs> providing you with information and conversations like the one you'll hear today that will make you think and ultimately lead to actions where actions are so desperately needed. I want you to right now take out the time to like us on Facebook. That's my name in the sword, M hyphen T A S for short. That's how you can find us. In the social media world, that's how you can find us. Again, M-TAS for short. Also, visit us online by going to www.M-TAS.org. Again, that's www.M-TAS.org. That's how you can find us online. Folks, while you're out there, visit the resource tab and get much-needed information about protecting your families with the freedom, comfort, and security that life insurance provides. Folks, remember, millions of Americans are currently at risk of losing their protection or not having protection to begin with. So if you are living without protection or you're not aware of uh, what type of protection you need, do not hesitate to call my office direct. That's 773-881-9555. That's how we can be reached Monday through Fridays. Again, that's 773-881-9555. Folks, keep in mind this hour is being brought to you by yours truly, John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. All your protection under one roof. So, folks... Always a pleasure to come to you each and every Sunday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, coming to you from the city of Chicago. That's right, the city of Wynn, W-I-N. Always um, good to hear from you. Always good to engage you and talk to you each and every Sunday. Um, We appreciate you joining us online to engage us again um, when you um, correspond with us um, through um, the various social media outlets, um, either through the MTAS fan page or through my personal uh, page. Certainly, we appreciate you uh, for engaging us in uh, conversation and uh, for sharing with us what's on your mind on a uh, week-to-week basis. Folks, to get your thoughts, views, and opinions heard each and every week, that number is 718-508-9533. Again, that's 718-508-9533. Just press 1, and we will certainly get you in. I know sometimes it's a little confusing as to how um, you guys could uh, could join the conversation and uh, engage us um, and maybe respond to some of the things that you're hearing, respond to some of the things that you hear me sharing, um, and the rest of the callers, that sort of thing. Again, 718-508-9533, 718-508-9533. Press 1 and we'll certainly get you in. Folks, um, last week was a great conversation. We talked uh, We talked about NWA. We talked about um, um, NWA at one point being considered the most dangerous group 
rap group, I should say, um, in America. So that was a very interesting conversation. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to that conversation, again, you can log on to our website, go to the radio tab, and that's how you can um, listen to some of the past shows and some of the past broadcasts, hundreds of um, um, hours. Yeah, well, over 100 hours of um information and um different conversations about a number of issues politics religion economics relationships that's what we love talking about over here at MTAS, my name is sword and we love to hear from you the listening public um on a week-to-week basis but um last week we talked about nwa right we talked about um um the whole idea of art art um is it not a mirror to reflect reality, but a hammer which to shape it? So certainly go back and listen to that broadcast. Some very interesting um, ideas came from that show. And um, always this show is about sharing. It's about collective intellectual enrichment. Hopefully uh, we learn from one another. We learn from the callers. Uh, I'm certainly always listening to what you have to say, and I'm sure others out, out there are listening and um, learning as well. That's what, what it's all about. Um, growing. Growing through um, growing through knowledge, right? Um, knowledge and education, as one would say, is our passport to the future. So um, that's what these broadcasts and podcasts are designed to do to make us better informed individuals, better informed citizens. But what are we talking about today? That was last week, but we're ta- what are we talking about today here on MTAS? We're talking about what is an owner's mentality? What is an owner's mentality? And are there advantages to having one? Let's try that one more time. What is, it a, what is an owner's mentality, right? And are there advantages to having one? What is that all about and what triggered today's conversation? Well, a couple of things. Um, one of the things, there's some uh, very encouraging news, um, some good news for women-owned businesses, as I understand it. There was a recent report um, that says that there are currently 10 million women-owned businesses in the United States. But um ran across that particular um, article this morning. And before I get into um, some of what that article points out, um, what led me to think about ownership and an ownership, uh, owner's mentality, that sort of thing? I ran across a piece um, earlier today called, or it's entitled, Do You Have the Mindset of a Founder? And this guy points out a couple of um, points about a, fi- a founder's mentality um, in this particular article. I didn't share this one on my Facebook page or the MTAS page, so I'll just make a couple of points that he notes in um, in this article. One of the things that he says, he says that founders, they have the ability to um, look at the big picture. They take the big picture type of view. They're curious about all aspects of business. They do not think of what's good uh, for their business area, but what's good for the entire business. Uh, too often, goals and essentials are counterproductive, this guy says, um, counterproductive for the greater good. So um, his point is that founders tend to take a step back and look at the big picture as to what's going on within that corporation, what's going on within that organization, enterprise, um, et cetera, right? Um, he also points out, and this is what motivated me to um, um, have today's conversation and get you, you guys thinking about this as well. He says that founders are owners, founders, owner. He says this is something that has to be ingrained in most cultures, though. Um, and um, um, according to this particular piece, uh, one company that was studied um, that was that participated in this particular study had as one of their values, as one of their co- uh, corporate or company values being value number six of ownership. He says we are a company of owners. Owners take results personally. Let's try that one more time. He said that we are a company of owners. Owners take results personally. Many companies now use stock options to create this ownership of this, um, not an idea, um, this um, position of ownership for employees and things of that sort. So, Except founders are owners. So what is it? What's 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 unique about being an owner, if you will? What are some of the um, advantages? Because that's um, that's what we're talking about today, right? What is it? Uh, what 
is an owner's mentality and are there advantages to having uh, one? We want to, we, in order to answer that question or speak um, um, intelligently about that question, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what does owners bring to the table? Is there a certain thought pattern or thought process that um, an owner will have um, as they engage in business or as they engage in life, not just um, that's not just in the business world, because I understand that many of us um, probably do not have a desire to do business. Um, maybe we'll never um, venture out um, into business or things of that nature. But what does it mean to have an owner's mentality, and are there inv- advantages to thinking that um, that particular that particular way, right, right, as an owner. Again, this piece um, says that there are nearly 10 million women-owned businesses in the United States. Um, so that's some good news where women-owned businesses are concerned. And particularly, it says the U.S. has recently seen a big spike in black and Hispanic women entrepreneurs. So um, some good news and um some good news for women of color, right? It says on Wednesday, the National Business Women Business Council released an analysis of preliminary census data which showed that there are nearly 10 million women-owned small businesses in the United States. Again, 10 million women-owned small businesses in the United States. In 2012, a 27.5% increase from 2007. Um, so that's good news. That's good news where women are concerned and where uh, women of color are concerned in in particular. So um, it also points out why while men still own more businesses than women, women-owned businesses grew at a rate of four times that of male-owned businesses in 20-owned businesses. In 2012, men owned nearly 15 million businesses, right? Men own nearly 15 million businesses um, um, compared to the 10 million businesses that's owned by women. Overall, women-owned businesses earned a total, get this folks, of $1.6 trillion between 2007 and 2012. And the vast majority, 89.4, were run by sole proprietors, meaning the meaning the only employee was the was the owner. So, Again, some good news where women-owned businesses are are concerned, and as we talk about uh, owners' mentality, I definitely wanted to po- wanted to point that out and also point out what's going on by way of women-owned businesses during that same period of time. Get this: uh, between tw- 2007 and 2012, we've only seen an increase of white women-owned businesses of roughly about 10%, of Asian women-owned businesses, 44%, black women-owned businesses, 68%, and Hispanic women-owned businesses of 87%. So it looks like women of color are definitely getting it done. Folks, you can find this particular article um, on my Facebook page as well as the MTAS page. Um, Another piece I'll point out um, as this article is um, concerned before I move on in the conversation and get you guys in on the conversation here. It says, women, I'm Sorry, white women still own the majority of women-owned businesses in the United States, 6.1. Let's try that one more time, folks, so we can get a handle on the number of the 10 million women-owned businesses here in the, um, in the United States here. Again, it says white women still own the majority of women-owned businesses in the U.S. 6.1 million is the number that they're giving, um, that they're um, stating here, and earn significantly more at at an average of 214,000 in 2012 that's compared to the average earning of 79,000 for businesses owned by women of color so certainly there are some things that, and there are some gains um that still gains and opportunities if you if you will that has to um that certainly could be realized in that area however only about 10% more white women started new businesses between 2007 and tw- 2012. That's why I pointed out a smaller percentage increase of all female entrepreneurs surveyed. So, again, folks, kudos to um, um, the sisters out there that's getting it done and um, taking that plunge, uh, as uh, we'll say. So, as we talk about as we have this conversation today, again, 718-508-9533, press 1, we'll certainly get you in. As we have today's conversation about um, what is an owner's mentality and are there advantages to having one, 
let's think about um the mindset of the um of the women and and not just women just the mindset of those would be entrepreneurs and um people who have a ownership mentality to begin with right because owner, uh, ownership mentality in my estimation is not something that's just realized and seen by uh founders of organizations and corporations and things of that sort but also is 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 seen in uh responsible individuals in general, ran across another piece, and you can find this on the fa- on my Facebook page as well as the MTAS page. And this particular piece is entitled, um, Do You Have an Ownership Mentality? Do You Have an Ownership Mentality? But before I go there, folks, again, you can find it on the MTAS page. Um, I, fa- I found this policy brief that talked about some of the challenges, some of the challenges. While we certainly could celebrate the 10 million uh, women-owned businesses in the country as of 2012, um, there's still some challenges, particularly for um, um, businesses or business owners of color. And this particular piece I found on the National Poverty Center website, and um, it summarized a book entitled Race and Entrepreneurial Success, Black, Asian, and White Business Ownership in the United States. Um, according to this particular policy brief, to summarize some of the found, uh, some of the findings in this particular book, and I'll be brief, as brief as I possibly can here, but I think some of the information that's pointed out here is it's critically important for us to understand and discuss today. It says African American businesses have lower sales and profits, higher fewer employees, have smaller payrolls, and have higher closure rates than white owned businesses. Interesting, right? Um higher closure rates than white owned businesses. Estimates from the census microdata indicates that Asian American firms have higher sales and profits and are more likely to hire employees and are less likely to close than white-owned firms. So even Asian American firms tend to be doing uh, better than um, white-owned firms and certainly African-American-owned firms as well as farms and Hispanic um, uh, businesses alike. The most important factor contributing to the worst average outcome for black-owned businesses and better averages outcome for Asian American businesses is startup capital. So the point that is making here is that part of um, part of the uh, well, one of the factors that's contributing to uh, better outcomes for Asian um, Asian Americans versus um, African Americans are uh, is startup capital, right? Um, having the funds to get going and having uh, uh, um, the necessary liquidity, uh, liquidity, if you will, um, having enough um, capital to actually keep that business afloat until it's able to turn a corner and make a profit. So um, that's part of the challenges when you look at um, um, businesses of color, right? The whole capital piece and um, this particular and the findings of this particular book found that part of the success of Asian-owned businesses is startup capital. Um, also, this is interesting. Low levels of education contribute to the worst outcome for Black-owned businesses and contribute to a better outcome for Asian-owned firms. The lack of prior work experience in the family business among black businesses among black business owners negatively affect black business outcome as well. So it seems to me that there's, according to this particular book, again, race and entrepreneurial success, black, Asian, and white-owned businesses, there are um, several factors that contribute to um, um, the higher closure rates among um, African-American-owned firms relative to whites and Asian. Again, one of the, uh, um, the two points that, that stand out in my mind um, is the startup capital piece, also, the piece that's noted about the educational, um, the, edu- the low level of education, and prior experience in a family-owned 
farm. We certainly understand the capital piece. Most folks um, cry about that all the time, and we certainly get that, and that is, um, that's critically important when you're talking about starting a business and things of that nature. But also, what about the aspect of the educational attainment? I believe one of the calls often talk about human capital, the importance of human capital, and um, the educational component, um, and that association as it relates to um, growth and development. And certainly when, the, when we talk about business success and entrepreneurial success, this particular book makes that point that human capital capital is crit- critically important. It says lower levels of education among black-owned businesses and higher levels of education among Asian-owned business translate into disparity in business outcome. Our, de- our decomposition estimates estimate indicates that higher levels of education are the major reason that Asian-owned businesses are more successful than white-owned businesses and black-owned businesses in the United States. So that human capital piece becomes critically important as we talk about uh, business success, entrepreneurship, and um, how do you succeed, right? It's not just about... um, um, seed money. It's also about the human capital aspect, and I, and and this is um, and the family business experience component, right? How often do people um, in the African American community get the opportunity to see how businesses work? Um, from the standpoint of a family member, right? It says simply having a self-employed family member has no significant effect on business outcome. Listen to that, folks, right? But in contrast, working in a family member's business leads to a more successful business. Let's try that one more time. Working in that family member's business leads to a more successful business. Business outcome are Business outcomes are 11 to 38% better if the owner worked in a family business prior to starting his or her own business business. So oftentimes as we hear people wanting to um take that leap and things of that nature, um this particular article points out the importance of having that hands on experience, seeing how business operate up close and personal. And um and again it notes about the importance of seeing that um seeing it from a family perspective. Now I don't necessarily think that it's just a family component. It might it might just be the aspect of um just that initial introduction to business, that initial hands on experience and oftentimes and this this is probably the point that this article is making, oftentimes that exposure more often than not comes from um maybe a, a mother, a father, an uncle, uh, or someone who uh, might have a um, natural, that you might have a natural bond with. So that might be the point when it um, when it points out the uh, family business experience is critical when you look at business outcome in the African-American community and, and opposed to other communities. But, folks, what does that have to do about you? What does, that ha- what, what does it have to do with you? What does it have to do with I as we talk about um, the owner's mentality, right, and succeeding in business? Business and things of that sort, right? Um, um, let's think about that mentality. Like, what happens if you're able to overcome the capital component? Maybe you you've had you've had the initial exposure from a family member and things of that sort. You had the hands-on experience, and maybe you have the educational background to support your dreams, goals, and desire. But what else? What else? Um, is equally important. Well, this point talks about um, owner the ownership mentality. This point talks about the ownership mentality. Again, seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. We're talking the ownership mentality, folks. It says here. What does it look like if someone have an ownership mentality? What does it look like if someone has an ownership mentality? It points out a couple of points here. It makes a couple of points, I should say. It said they look for ways to stay focused and improve their productivity because this is where I think that um, everyone could benefit from this type of um, mentality, a mindset, if you will. It says that, uh, ownership mentality or attitude, someone who has this, right? They look for ways to stay focused and improve pr- productivity. They see personal and professional and social problems as issues they can solve, right? They don't wait for someone to come solve their problems. They look for solutions themselves. They follow through with what they start. 
they don't leave a project to someone else to finish. A couple other points I'll make here. I'm coming to the phone lines. They are critical thinkers, right? So anyone could benefit from these characteristics and these traits and this type of thought um, or, or process of thought, if you will, when we talk about ownerships and that mentality or that mindset. It says they are great communicators. They are critical thinkers. They are problem solvers. They add value to what they do instead of doing just enough to get by. Lastly, folks, they think, I like this here, they think finding fault is looking backwards and taking responsibility is moving forward. So that's something all of us should be thinking about as something that all of us could benefit from. If this is the mentality of an owner, if this is the type of thinking that uh, founders of enterprises and organizations have, um, all of us could benefit from this. Um, as this article notes, if you are um, an employee, you can benefit from it. If you are a mother or father, everyone can benefit from this type of attitude and this type of mentality. But folks, that's enough That's enough of me. 718-508-9533. Call. I'm coming to you right now. 83, area code 832. I'm not sure where you're calling from, but certainly looking to hear what's on your mind as we have this conversation about do you have an ownership mentality and um, what are the advantages of thinking this way? Caller, what's on your mind? Hello, Caller, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Yes, sir. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. How you doing, Mr. Green? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, kind sir. How about yourself? Oh man, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm sitting here listening to your um, into all the points that you have made as far as having ownership. And I think one one of the things that that we need to do as as people as Americans, we need to stop telling our kids to think of education first. Stop saying let's go to college and and get a good job, and start saying to our kids, let's go when you graduate of high school, go create a job. That's the first start of having ownership, in my opinion. And then second of all, find somebody else who got the same type of mindset that you have, and y'all come together, put y'all money and y'all ideas together, and create a business that way. That's a, that's a quick startup. And then you feel like, okay, you want to do more, and your partner don't. Save as much money as you can with this business that you have with your partner and start your own business on the side. And I feel that's that's the best way to change that 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 working mentality and start having start teaching our kids. Look, when you graduate high school, go create a job. Don't start. Don't go look for. Don't go look for a job. Go create one. And that's what I tell my kids. Okay. Okay. I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you on that. Um, uh, I didn't get a chance to introduce you, but it sounds like that's my good friend uh, Joe Johnson, Mighty Joe Johnson. How uh, how you doing today, Joe? You doing all right, man? Oh man, I'm doing all right, man. When I saw the text message, man, and what we was gonna be talked about, man, I can't wait to turn in. I'm at work yeah. right now just to turn in. Okay, okay. Well, we certainly, well, we certainly appreciate that, and certainly appreciate you adding to the conversation here. But uh, I heard, I heard what you said, and um, here, here's my point. I don't know how long you have been holding the line, but one of the points that was made, according to the National Poverty um, Center, uh, in the the book, the book that um, they reviewed, again, um, they were talking about the importance of human capital, and you and you mentioned something in your initial in your initial remarks. You said that uh, maybe we should not necessarily uh, promote education or college to to our to our children. And re- I don't know, help me out if I heard you incorrectly, or maybe you can elaborate on the point that you on the point that you're making. And the reason why and the reason why um, that kind of stood out to me in, your, in terms of your remarks is because one of the points that it make that this particular article makes is that part of the reason for the um, the dismal business outcome relative to African Americans is that even when we venture off and start um, respective businesses, that part of the failure um, is a direct result of education or or lack of education. I didn't get a chance to make this particular point, but I think this is something that's worth considering, Joe. It says here that, um, and maybe I did make the point, um, it talked about... um, uh, it talk, uh, here, here, here's the point here. It says Asian Americans have extremely high levels of education. Nearly 
of an Asian American adult and 50% of Asian American business owners have college degrees. So when you talk about the importance of human capital and when you talk about the, uh, when you talk about business outcome, I don't know if you can get away from the uh, critical component of education, right? It's, it's, it is uh, certainly important to have that that ownership mentality, even if you are an employer, in my estimation, because uh, I think there's a lot that goes with it. But I don't necessarily know if the message that we should be giving our children or anyone else uh, is uh, is to steer clear from the whole education component because that's going to be a very uh, critical factor when you talk about success in business. What's your thoughts about that? Well, brother, I'm gonna make this prime example. I met a lady right now. She own she work she got her own company, and she what she do is something dealing like with a chemistry company. So basically, what mm-hmm. her, her husband was a um a chemical engineer, and she was a psychologist. They business is dealing with, they business is dealing with like the like dealing with the oil field. Have nothing to do with, with what they do. With what their degree have nothing to do with what type of business they're doing right now. So my point is this here: find your business, educate yourself in that business, and then pursue your business. That's the type of education you need. If you're gonna educate yourself. Educate yourself in that business. Learn the business. I heard. That's that's my opinion, brother. That's a, if you're going to talk about education, find something that you love to do and educate yourself in that business. No, I definitely, I definitely get I you on that. You, well, you you talk about more, um, you talk about less general uh, type, type of um, knowledge acquisition and more specific uh, type of knowledge acquisition. I don't know. We're getting a little feedback there. I'm just going to place you on hold real quick, and I'll just come right back to you, uh, continue engaging in conversation. I hear something going in the background, but I definitely hear you loud and clear on that. But, yeah, the, the point is um, – yeah, you're saying more Pacific business human capital, and I certainly understand that. But the general component is is critical is critically important as well. And I think that oftentimes we have to really be clear as to what we're talking about relative to the educational component of the business ownership. And I also want to note that hey, you know, the ownership mentality is that we're discussing today is not strictly for um, business owners, if you will. It's just a certain mindset. It's a certain uh, thought process that's in, that's important to pretty much anything that one could endeavor to do. When you talk about the importance of being a critical thinker, a, a problem solver, I'm looking at this particular list, um, um, not just doing enough to get by, right, adding value. Um, that goes that goes beyond just me if I decide to be a business owner per se, but um, just, just someone who um, brings – something good to the table even as an employee as a worker because i do understand that that's not everyone's track and neither should it be um because if everyone um pretty much went out for uh, business ownership and that's one way we can look at this through that prism prism then uh who we have to actually um, um come up with these various apps and uh, and actually do the do the legwork that's involved with bringing some of these thoughts and ideas to the marketplace but that's enough of that 718-508-9533 um call I'm coming to you right now 617 I believe that's Shalana joining the conversation as we talk about about um, owner, the ownership mindset and the ownership mentality. What's on your mind? Hey, John. How are you today? Doing well, doing well, Shalanda. How are you doing today? I'm doing well myself. Um, very good topic. Um, pretty much been listening since the start of the show. Um, heard what the brother said in terms of, you know, uh, teaching his kids about, um, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit versus, you know, education. Um, and my thoughts are I've been in that, you know, position before being self-employed, and there's nothing like having your own business, you know, nothing like the freedom of being able to kind of set your own hours and do certain things. But having that mindset of a business owner, there's some key components that sometimes, you know, people tend to forget about, you know, being disciplined, you know, especially mm-hmm. um, when you, you know, uh, have your own business, that means that, your product needs to be either on point or you're or hungry enough or aggressive to where you're going to be on your grind every day just to make ends meet. 
you know, um, sure. because sometimes it's going to take you some time to get that business off the ground. Um, in terms of education, I think a lot of times people who are starting new businesses, that's the key is education because um, you have various workshops and programs that teach people how to become good business owners. And the first thing is, is establishing a good business plan. You know, so while we hear the phenomenal numbers in terms of the number of people that are in business or what they contributed, how much, you know, has actually been, you know, on the downfall in terms of those people who did jumpstart a business, but they failed. You know, and a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know, people fail because of the fact that they're not utilizing a lot of those free resources through various nonprofit organizations that, you know, educate and equip people uh, so that they can have a successful business. You know, you're not going to get rich overnight, you know, um, depending on unless you have, you know, that one-of-a-kind product. You know, but the expectation, the drive, the hunger has to be there, but education, and I'm not saying that you have to have a degree, but you need to be able to understand certain key concepts, which is a lot of times, you know, especially, uh, I'm not saying all races, but I'm going to just talk about people of color in general. For example, mm-hmm. contractors, for example. You know, unfortunately, you have so many people that, you know, go out and they become a contractor. But where do they fall short? One, not being legitimate, not getting the proper documentations, becoming, you know, licensed and bonded, you know, um, having a good track record in terms of service. You know, you can't sit up here and do a bad job for somebody and keep doing work not thinking that's going to come back and bite you, you know. Sure. So certain things you have to do to, you know, to keep that longevity going in terms of being a successful business owner, you know, but a lot of people don't understand that concept. And you also, when you uh, take the time to learn how to establish a good business plan, you want to also establish growth, you know, to push yourself and set realistic goals, you know, but a lot of times, you know, the drive is, you know, I want to try to get rich overnight. That's not the mentality. You know, it's great being a business owner. Everybody is not meant to own a business. You know, right. um, yes, it's great for us to encourage our young people, but, you know, the mindset, I, I remember hearing somebody say that Harvard teaches their um, uh, people to be uh, employers, not employees. You know, but guess what? At the end of the day, everyone, you know, regardless, you're going to start off as an employee in some shape, form, or fashion, but one day the goal is to be able to become an employer, but everybody isn't equipped to do so. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a great point. Uh, I think one of the um, one of the uh, mindset components that this particular point uh, that this particular article makes is that um, uh, ownership mentality or mindset. Uh, in order to possess that, you have to be teachable. So um, that's someone who's willing to um, to um, submit themselves to coaching and uh, mentorship and the whole educational process and component. And I don't want in in this particular book. I think it's um, I think it's a good. Um, I, I think the findings is is critically important uh, for those who would consider business ownership in terms of the factors, the contributing factors that, um, the, again, the gentleman makes in terms of um, um, that reflects in the um, the, the various um, business outcome when he talk about the higher closure rates that African Americans have relative, African American firms have relative to white-owned firms, and he points to the human capital component. He points to the family background component um, and the uh, other component being access to capital um that the capital piece maybe that's just the start but when you talk about the experience the the experience and the compo- um the experience and the exposure um you can't ignore that point and you cannot ignore the point of the education the education and just even with having all those things in place there's still no guarantees 314 I'm coming to you right now I think that's Andrew joining the conversation uh, are you with us Yes I'm here How you doing that kind sir I'm 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 living that's a great thing that is a great thing. That is a great thing. What are, what are your thoughts about uh, uh, business ownership or a certain mindset that uh, um, that comes with business ownership? Well, I'll approach this topic since you've discussed it from other vantage points. I'll discuss it from the vantage point that the overwhelming majority of people breathing oxygen that is alive, that are alive, are not entrepreneurs. 
They don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. We constantly hear we constantly hear refrains from people and uh, organizations saying that we need to be more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. I said that is one of the biggest fallacies that could be pushed upon people because again, I think uh, Jalanda she has mentioned that in every city that I know of. They have some type of organization, institution, from the Small Business Association to all types of other groups that will help prospective entrepreneurs to move forward in their pursuits. But what the other thing that you have to take into consideration, just trying to leap around and trying to hit all the key points, is that most entrepreneurs, when they do find some level of success, a significant number of them, that reach some level or plateau where they're really cash flowing, they eventually have to turn those businesses over to someone who can administer those businesses. Mm. Are you, are you still with us, Andrew? You we might have you might have dropped dropped off. We'll certainly um call back into the program here. Um we'll certainly get you back in. Seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three seven one eight five zero eight nine five three three. Folks we're talking um ownership. We're talking the ownership mindset. What is that all about? Um and is there advantages to having a ownership mindset or mentality, even if you're not a business owner? I tend to think so. I think Andrew was making um, a great point. I believe he's back. I think he's back with us there. Andrew, we kind of lost you there, but I certainly wanted you to complete your thoughts. Um, um, are you with us? I, I'm so I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had a call failure. I'm on the highway. But real quick, I'll just say that most CEOs and COOs are not entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur class is a separate class and distinct class in and of itself. So certainly I promote entrepreneurship for those who are entrepreneurial. But those, the, but the overwhelming majority of people are going to punch a clock, be administrators, and be executives for other com- companies. And so, therefore, it is an absolute necessity that all people get an education and you can't bypass that. And from there, you expedite your goals and your wishes to being an entrepreneur or a worker. Mm. So when you you mentioned Andrew, you said that uh, most CEOs or uh, chief um, oper- uh, chief financial officer they're not entrepreneurial uh, in their pursuits per se. Now is that more? Does that speak more so to the skill set they possess or, or the mindset of both? Uh, what is it? What are those unique classes in and of themselves? Unique classes in and of themselves. And people, again, they pursue their particular passions or what they know they have a strength in. Most uh, chief financial officers are not starting uh, an accounting firm. They're not doing it. They're working for others because this is what they have a natural inclination to do. Crush the numbers for another corporation, and they make a fantastic living doing so. Because what you find real quick is that people, when they get on these notions of public spearheading things and, and, and trying to shift paradigms, they shift people to areas where they don't have strong strength or strength in general, nor do they have a passion to want to go in that regard. Again, entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs. They start businesses, this is what they envision, and they are fantastic at it. And at some point, when they are successful, they end up selling their company or moving on from that company so that they can start another business. Their pursuit is to continue to start businesses and to brainstorm. People who run businesses run businesses. This is a natural proclivity more so than anything else. Mm. Great point, Andrew, if you can hold a line. Uh, I don't know if um, I believe um, Joe is still holding the line. I'm going to get you back in there, Joe. So, but, uh, Solana, if, you, if you're still with us, uh, what, what are your thoughts about some of the, the barriers that um, this particular article points out in terms of uh, minority-owned firms and African-American-owned firms in particular when it talks about the um, family experience. Um, and it, 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 makes the, it makes the point that um, 
uh, that simply having a self-employed family uh, member has no significant effect on business outcome. Because, see, we could talk about business ownership all we want, right? But at the end of the day, we're talking about um, business outcome, whether or not we could be successful, whether or not we could uh, maximize profit, and if this is the best use of our time, right? Business outcome. Mm-hmm. This is what this book focuses on. This is what this book, uh, which part of the um, central thinking behind the um, the uh, behind the various thesis that's uh, that 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 we can read about in this particular book. So when we talk about family business experience, it says in contrast, working in a family member's business leads to a more successful business business outcome are 11 to 38% better if the owner worked in a family business prior to starting his or her own business. Do you think we tend to give people this false sense of reality or this false sense of hope as if um, just because you started a business, that's gonna, that's synonymous with you're going to be successful? Um, I think that just sometimes uh, people's mentality to each his own. You know, because uh, as a business owner, you know, if you're doing things the right way, whether you work for a family-owned business or not, you as the individual have to have a game plan. And one of the things uh, that uh, happens to a lot of startups is the fact that they have good intentions but no plan. And, you know, and not to get scriptural, but, you know, there's a scripture, I think, that says that, you know, my people suffer for, what is it, a lack of knowledge or something to that degree. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. in, in, in retrospect, you know, people not taking the necessary steps to make certain that, you know, they have a successful business. You know, like, for example, um, I remember uh, sitting in on the Woodlawn Board uh, Development uh, Committee meeting one time, and they were trying to find as many minority-owned contractors as possible for a particular project. Now, here's some reality. Yeah, you had a lot of people who had certain trades, you know, uh, people who did floors, towel work, and so forth. But you want to know what the problem was with a lot of those business owners? It's the fact that they were not legit. They didn't file Mm -hmm. their taxes. They didn't have the proper licensing and everything, you know. And that's why it was so difficult for them to find even 10%. They barely could find 10% minority-owned businesses that were legit, you know, because Mm -hmm. people want to be the business owner, but sometimes people don't want to be legit in terms of paying Uncle Sam their fair due. You know, I understand that, you know, you want to keep, you know, the most of your profits, but at the same time, if you're going to be a good business owner, that's the cost of doing business, you know, and then you wonder why you end up in trouble with Uncle Sam because you didn't do things right the first time. Yeah, I wonder, a great point. I wonder if a part of uh, that lack of preparation, Solanda, has anything to do with um, if that that whole um, lack of preparation has anything to do with um, lack of experience or lack of exposure um, from uh, maybe a a neighborhood business or a family-owned business and things of that nature. And I think that's a part of uh, what what we have to come clear on as it relates to business outcome and business success. Um, and a part of that and a part of those um, uh, foundational teachings, if you will, it takes place at that level uh, prior to one venturing out and um, doing something on their own. You know, the, again, this particular article says that um, ownership mentality, you have to be teachable. You have to be teachable. So that means that you've been coached, you've been mentored, you've been educated, uh, you've been trained um, in that capacity to properly execute what that business requires of you and things of that nature. And not, again, it's just a certain mindset um, to business ownership. I don't know if you heard me run down the list and some of the things that maybe um, jumped out to you, but um, what, are, what, what are your thoughts about uh, when this particular article makes the point that uh, to have a of ownership mentality, a owner, they don't wait for someone else to come and solve their problem. They look for a solution themselves. So as I hear as I hear Andrew talks about everyone is not cut out for that. Um and you hear me read this list, what are some of the things that jump out to you? Do you think everyone has that type of mindset that they're just a go getter, they're just a problem solver solver, they think critically and they think solutions? Or is that, you know, do you see that similar to Andrew? That's a different class of people in them by themselves. Um, I agree that it's a different class of people because the reality of it is if everybody had that thought process, then the world would entirely be um, a better place. 
you know, mm. uh, people within the African-American community would have, you know, such successful business and have the mentality of helping support their own because they understand, you know, the bigger picture. But at the same time, everyone isn't cut out to be a business owner because everyone doesn't have that drive or that desire or that will. You know, um, sorry to say, you're going to have to have people that are working in corporate America. That's what makes the world go round. You know, that's what, you know, provides the services and um, the resources made available for us to do our day-to-day, you know, normal activities. You know, um, I remember, you know, myself when I first got started trying to be a business owner, it was very hard because I was trying to do it on my own. You know, and then what I had to do was take a step back, you know, find, you know, a mentor or somebody to kind of teach me the ropes, um, you know, look into some of those other resources to find out where I was dropping a ball at. You know, sometimes we don't want to do that, you know, and sometimes being a business owner, you know, being teachable, sometimes it's maybe, you know, uh, this isn't the right, you know, niche for me. You know, maybe this isn't the right path I should go in. You know, I tell my daughter all the time, you know, always do things that make you happy. You know, if if that means having your own business or working in corporate America, whatever you decide to do, do what makes you happy. I think Stephanie had posted an article um, maybe on last week about millennials and in terms of people, uh, I guess it was something to the degree where they had part-time jobs because they were pursuing their passion. They were developing right. their business. You know, mm-hmm. but keep in mind, you're dealing with a different mindset, those who are more you know, technically inclined and those who are go-getters and those who are, you know, um, they, they're into, you know, that, that sector that, you know, wants to create various apps and, you know, want us to fulfill, you know, their personal passion, you know, and, and, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but you have to have, you know, a a certain mindset. Everyone just put out to be business owners and everybody isn't responsible business owners. No doubt about it. Now, when you, when we talk when we talk about a certain mentality and a certain attitude, but do you do you think all of us, many of us, could benefit from a certain thought process that a business owner might bring to the table, even as an employee? When you, when I'm reading this list, and it seems like really at the core, it really speaks to um, taking responsibility, being um, owning a problem, owning a problem, and being solution minded. Um, can can people benefit just by adopting those type of uh, that type of thinking. Oh, definitely. You know, those are uh, valuable key points. But the question is, would they? You know, once again, to each his own. Everyone isn't, you know, um, everyone isn't surrounded around people who have that type of thought process. You know, I mean, look at the world that we live in. You know, we entertain and deal with people from all walks of life. You know, everyone doesn't have that, you know, mentality of wanting to succeed. Some people are complacent. Some people like the way, you know, where they are. Some people, you know, like to be on welfare. you got those that want to hustle. You know, you have those that, even those that hustle feel as though that they're good business people, you know, that they're, it's the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, regardless of what they're doing, you know. Uh, but the, the key thing is having uh, the drive to want to learn and to want to do things the right way and utilize those resources. You know, Stephen Covey, you know, says it best. You know, it was the first thing, be proactive. That means, you know, if you're going to be a business owner, be proactive about it. You know, utilize those resources, the SBA, the various nonprofits that will teach you the necessary steps in creating a business plan. You know, uh, what is it? Seek first to understand, then be understood. Understand that what you're trying to do. You know, it may not be the right niche or find a way to make, you know, what you're doing different from everybody else, you know. And you also have to be patient. You know, it's not going to be an overnight success. You know, sometimes no doubt about it, it takes people years to be successful. You no know? doubt about it. If you can hold that thought, um, I, I don't know. We probably lost ourselves up there. But Andrew, if you still if you're still with us, uh, I, I was I was reading the list, um, and again, this this particular writer points out um, it asks the question: Do you have an ownership mindset? Do you think even as a worker, as an employee, uh, that one could benefit from adopting some of the uh, mindset principles that an owner might have when it comes down to critical thinking skills, problem solving, and uh, being solution minded and owning problems, um, you know, he in this particular piece says that, you know, owners tend to naturally gravitate to that type of thought process. Could we all benefit from those type of uh, mental attitudes? We certainly could benefit from those mental attitudes, but I wouldn't necessarily put it under the rubric 
or the umbrella of it being entrepreneurial. Those mm. are just those are just skills and values and principles that people in general, if you're trying to be a success, should apply and to envelop within their lives, based in basic uh, for, formality and informal uh, uh, utilization of it. It has nothing to do about being an entrepreneur. It has something to do about these are values that are useful for people. And if I could just submit something real quick, when sure. you look at most most um, businesses. If you find out a significant reason on why they fail, besides undercapitalization, things of that nature, you also find out that the majority of those businesses where the owners are good at what they do operationally, they don't know what they're doing in the administrative component part of the business. If they're, mm-hmm. if they are a concrete person, they know how to lay concrete, but they don't creep but they don't know how to do the administrative component part of it. They don't know cost structures. So they'll go out and bid a job. They'll, they'll underbid the job, but then they'll lose money on the job because they didn't understand their costs and expenses in bidding the job. Therefore, they lose money that way. And you'll be surprised. This impacts businesses across the board with all races. And you do get that kind of internal training if you are associated with it, a family business, things of that nature. But another thing that people have to take into consideration who may not be exposed to this is that there are significant numbers of businesses that go unclaimed. When I say unclaimed, they're through lineage, their offspring, uh, of the offspring, the children of the owners of those businesses want nothing to do with the business. They want to move mm. on to their own passions in life, so therefore you see a lot of exchange of hands of business ownership when the original proprietor leaves, their children don't necessarily want to be in the business. So all of those dynamics are in play, but one thing that I know for sure that happens in being involved with bridge loan programs and being on the board of directors with some of these companies, I mean uh, with, with these organizations, is that a lot of these businesses come to us for loans, and they have no idea on how to operate their business other than the operational component part of it and what they do. But as far as costs are concerned and administration, they have no idea. Mm, I see. And that that's probably speaks to uh, what this article points out in terms of the human capital component um, and the um, how that connects to um, business outcome and business failure. And it, it says that um, Asian Americans tend to be um, tend to have a higher degree of education. So a lot of times you see their firms tend to be a, a little bit more successful. Maybe that's part of what you're speaking to there, Andrew. Oh, absolutely, because, again, you have to learn these things. Therefore, the gentleman who talked earlier about going straight from high school to starting a business, I would say that's a fallacy, in, in, in a, and it will cause a lot more failures of business because you have to go to learn how to learn. Right. No doubt you about just, it. You just get in high doubt school education, you're learning how to learn. That's all you're getting at some level, but you have to go to a higher level if you're trying to do entrepreneurship or even just being an executive or middle management or just a person that punched the clock. That's the reason we have more Indians than we have chiefs. No doubt about it. Well, we appreciate the uh, we appreciate the call. We appreciate you joining the conversation, right, folks. We had no doubt about it. We've had a very important conversation. We talked about. Do you have an ownership mentality? Do you have an ownership mentality? What is the ownership mentality? I've read a couple of points here. Are you and are there advantages to thinking this way? Folks, you can log on to uh, Facebook.com, M-TAS for short, or www.M-TAS.org to find us online. And, folks, if you're looking for free business coaching and free business mentoring, visit www.M-TAS.org. A-M-F-A-M-BusinessAccelerator.com. That's www.AmFamBusinessAccelerator.com. Folks, get the training that you need. Get the education that you need because, as we learned today, that part of the um, business outcome, if you will, has a lot to do with the whole training component. So there's free mentoring, free training that you can get online and also get invited to various workshops around the country. Folks, for all of your insurance needs, questions, and concerns, do not hesitate to call my office directly.
text 773-881-9555, 773-881-9555. Remember, this hour is being brought to you by John Green's Agency of American Family Insurance. Millions of Americans are currently at risk of losing their life insurance protection or currently living without protection to begin with. If that is your situation, folks, again, don't hesitate to give my office a call. And folks, remember, MTAS is an organization that encourages intellectual enrichment, collective intellectual enrichment. Folks, we believe in we believe that the community that we create, the society in which we live, is a community and society that we create. I am responsible. You are responsible. We are able to respond. Folks, until next week, continue to be good to yourselves and good to your families. Do you have an ownership mentality? You answer that question for yourself. Till next week.